All right. John Diggle, you were just at the the um, session that where they showed RoboHelp 7. So I, w- I was wondering if I could get your feedback, your reactions. What did it involve? What What is there? And what do you think of it? Well, it was very exciting for me because I've been involved with uh, RoboHelp uh, as just a user and an instructor since 1992. And so I've had to suffer, basically, with many different previous administrations, shall we call it, uh, where different people owned RoboHelp and developed it. And, of course, as we all know, uh, Macromedia, uh, for three years, sat on it and led to the rumor uh, that RoboHelp was dead. And so as a RoboHelp instructor whose lifeblood is is teaching and consulting that, you can imagine the, the impact that it had on me. And so I was basically ready to abandon RoboHelp because I didn't know uh, what was going to happen. And I was standing in a RoboHelp class one day and I got a call from someone from Adobe saying, we understand that you've been with RoboHelp for a long time and that you're an instructor, you know a lot of people. We would like to learn more from real users because we've decided to revive RoboHelp uh, even though Macromedia decided they didn't want to do that. So it was a stunning, shocking thing to me because uh, I was already starting to uh, learn how to and become a certified uh, flare instructor. <laughs> so as you can imagine, it was quite a turnaround for me. And so I've said, of course. And so at Writers UA uh, in Palm Springs, uh, April of 2006, Adobe made a public announcement that they were picking up the RoboHelp development and making it part of a technical communications platform that would be working with Acrobat, with FrameMaker, with Captivate, the primary tools that technical communicators use. And so this was obviously a a fascinating beginning. And then just less than nine months later, they came out with Adobe RoboHelp 6. And certainly in nine months, it's amazing what they did do. They had many new features and uh, a lot of quality was added to the product. But what's mind-blowing to me is I just got out of this session just a few minutes ago uh, where the product manager for RoboHelp showed us uh, the new RoboHelp 7 that's in development. And I was quite uh, pleased to see many of things over the years that I've put on my wish list um, have come to pass. And so, you know, naturally they put the caveats that uh, this is a pre-alpha, and so certainly it's not code complete, and they can't commit to these things in terms of what we saw. But what I can say that I saw at the presentation was a multiple document interface so that you could have several topics, or as many topics as you want, open at the same time, cut, copy, paste, drag and drop across the different topics. You could have full Unicode, excuse me, double byte uh, language support so that for translators, it was unbelievable. He showed an example of side-by-side English and Japanese, two topics open at the same time, and you could, uh, they were the same topic. So you could edit, so you can imagine what a translator, how easy that would be to translate uh, uh, your your copy. You could have multiple tables of contents. You can now have, uh, of course, snippets with uh, graphics uh, interchangeable. You can, uh, so for single sourcing, it's fantastic. Uh, you're, you're able to 
have complete flexibility over uh, uh, naming groups of items that you want to reuse for different purposes, different audiences. Uh, and one of the, maybe not as important, but in, in symbolically, I think that I am now going to buy a t-shirt that is sold by Flair that uh, says, Die, Cat Off, Die. Because now I can proudly wear that because the cat off tags are saying goodbye. <laughs> and so we'll have very, very clean code. Uh, Adobe is very standards oriented. Uh, you'll find them on, on many of the, like the data standards and what have you. They're right there in front uh, supporting that and promoting it like as most people know about FrameMaker and, and its data templates and what have you. So, um, so many of the user, uh, the authors, from the author's perspective, it's so much um, an easier tool to use. In addition, uh, of course, breadcrumbs are, are automatic. That's, that's a no-brainer now. Uh, so many of the things, that, like I said, that we've asked for uh, in our wish lists have uh, come to pass. I've probably forgotten a million of them, but that's just a, a, a brief summary. Now, now, did you... I think I was hearing my cell phone here. Oh, that was yours. Okay. Now, you mentioned FrameMaker integration or FrameMaker something, okay? A lot of people would really like it if RoboHelp could be the online help publishing engine for FrameMaker rather than WebWorks. Did they say anything like that? No announcement was made to that effect, and I, I'm not privy to that and don't know. All I can say is that because of their, their clear commitment to those four products being interoperable, one could logically complete, conclude that that's the direction they're going. Now, that's just my opinion and my logical sort of uh, guess. <laughs> I think it's a pretty educated one. But it, it's one that, that certainly makes sense. And, okay, here's my other question about RoboHub. No, nothing was announced to, to that extent. In terms of single sourcing with RoboHelp, this is one of the, my primary areas of interest. What, right now in RoboHelp 5, which is what I use, right? Not the 6 yet, but uh, when I try to output to printed documentation, when I, I author my source material in, the, in RoboHelp and I basically export to Word, it never quite looks how I want it to, how I intend it to look, or I want to, I want to style it differently. I don't have a lot of options over that that style. Is there anything about RoboHelp Seven that might change that? Uh, oddly, uh, <laughs> I had I have not seen anything specifically. Uh, I do know that there's they're paying a lot of attention to Word because a lot of people are surprised, but they're going to remain supporting RoboHelp for Word. Get a load of that. Because many people just assume that, well, you know, everybody's moving to HTML and the web now, so what do we need, you know, RoboHelp for Word for? And so people were quite honestly surprised to see that it's still being supported. And in fact, it's even being supported in the future. So, uh, and, and so Word 2007, it will be the still supported for help for word I guess my point here is that um, they're doing everything they can to to uh, map styles from one format to another the same is true for framemaker uh, into you know importing framemaker files into into Rebel help uh, the same would be true for word 
you notice that uh, we've always been frustrated that in the old days, you know, we, when a, a bulleted or numbered list came in, it was not a real HTML bona fide numbered or bulleted list. Now it is. And so those kinds of standards are, are being implemented. And so I think people will continue to see a much better way of managing. Of course, speaking directly to your question, creating the word template that you're attaching and then mapping those styles from the RoboHelp project to your word template is one way to make for a better output. But, you know, ever since we started this whole game, like in 1992, uh, we've always wanted this single source, holy grail. But really, when you think about it, there's a lot of technologies that get in the way. Microsoft has their own way of handling HTML and, and the word format. Um, one, I think, hopeful thing to me is that the new word uh, format, DOCX, I believe, the XML uh, word format, uh, RoboHelp 7 will be supporting that file format. So one can imagine, you know, the, the possibilities uh, as we get into the world of XML. Not XHTML, by the way, but true XML. One of the other questions I have about just Adobe, maybe you can shed some speculative insight on this, is that they don't seem to tell you what they're doing. They, they kind of wait until they're done and then they announce it. So the whole world doesn't really know what they're working on in 7 or, or 8 or what their map is. And a lot of people say, well, are they really doing stuff or are they just trying to portray an image? So why this? Why not be more transparent to users and why not reveal what, what they're actually doing? That's an excellent question. And remember, you know, not being an Adobe employee, but rather a user of the products and someone who has to face my students every day and my clients who are asking me questions and they're reading, they'll search on Google and find, you know, uh, wild statements about RoboHelp is dead and, and what have you. This uh, not only hurts my feelings, but, but it, it affects my livelihood. And so I'm very much interested in that and, and would love to see roadmaps for software and what have you. Uh, when I have asked them those kinds of questions, I've been given the, this typical answer that they're a public corporation, that they have difficulty making public statements, you know, in terms of uh, uh, that they're working in a different environment in terms of the SEC and all of these other things, in terms of features and release dates and what have you. Now, I know that sounds like corporate gobbledyspeak, and it is, but the fact is that, that they've been around for a long time. <laughs> And they intend to be around for a long time more. And so apparently they feel that their job is, is to work on the code and to listen to the users. I mean, anybody that just saw the presentation I just saw can see very clearly that they have listened to all of the people who have talked to them. When I was in Palm Springs, they had 30 not just a, a meeting of marketing people. I'm talking about they had engineers with their laptops on one-on-one -on -one sessions with users in a separate room asking what, not only what features do you want, but how do you use it? What is the workflow? So that we're not just sort of in some kind of feature race, but rather, how do you really use it? I mean, People can put features in all day long, but if people aren't really using them, what's the point? Let's spend our development time 
into creating the tools that people want and need and actually use. And so I think that's another sort of philosophy. I might not, I'm, it's not that I disagree with it, it's that I'm frustrated by it because I certainly want to know what's going down the road. But the fact of the matter is they've got a, a, a way of doing business that seems to work for them, <laughs> I must say. Okay, la- last question. Um, how much of the develop? You mentioned this this user experience component in their development. Um, how much of their other development have they exported to India? It sounds like they're also doing a lot of stuff in the states. So, can you talk about that? Sure. There's been a misconception that that everything is just sort of everybody was laid off and fired, and you know everything's moved to India. As a matter of fact. Uh, I have been able to work over the last year with with the entire team, and we have a lot of the the old blue sky, let alone e-help people, are uh, are still around. Uh, some of the engineers and developers of the original RoboHelp uh, are on board. Uh, there there are some of the members of the team who are in uh, San Jose, California. Uh, other members uh, that most many people who are been around RoboHelp for a long time will. Re- recall names uh, that are in San Diego on the, the development team uh, and as well in, uh, in India. There are some excellent developers and I've met some of the product management team, uh, the group product manager for RoboHelp, uh, some of the engineering folks who are in India who are incredible. Uh, I really am quite impressed with their ability to get <laughs> the sense of what technical writers the world over and the United States are looking for. And so I was a little bit apprehensive myself, you know, I grew up in Texas. <laughs> and so uh, working with folks in India was, was a different thing for me. Uh, but I have come to understand a little better about this globalization thing and rather than being threatened by it, I'm seeing how we really can uh, do more things uh, better by uh, cross-fertilizing our, our different cultures and our different ideas. And so I've been happily uh, impressed with the combination of San Jose, San Diego, and, and India all together. All right, John. Well, thanks for speaking with me today. Not at all. Thank you, Tom.